0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with IRight Veteran 8888. Today, we've got another gun gripe episode for you. Now, we are going to be going into the, uh, the land of Virginia and discussing HB 177. This is not necessarily a gun bill, but it is very important to discuss because it really does go around the processes that make our country very unique in terms of how elections are handled, and it's really important that we kind of expose the hypocrisy that they're guilty of in Virginia right now. It's really bad stuff and we're going to dive into that a little bit. Now look, before we get started though, I have got to take a second to talk to you guys about Raid Shadow Legends. I am absolutely hooked on this RPG. It's available on the App Store as well as PC for for some of you PC nerds out there like I am. But I've been playing it on my phone. I have been tearing this game up. It is such a great RPG. I'm an old-school gamer and I really love uh, the old turn-based style of combat and some of the older RPGs. It's got a great battle system that's tons of fun, lots of really cool characters. Uh, There's tons of great equipment upgrades that you can get, different spells and special attributes that you can develop. It's a really cool setup. The battle system is a ton of fun. There's a campaign mode. Lots of really fun things in this game that make it super, super addictive. Uh, This is a great game. It's free to download. Just go over there and check it out. Now, if you go down in our video description, click on our link, okay? If you're a new player, you're going to get 100,000 silver coins and one free champion called the Hex Weaver. She looks like she could probably cause some uh, chaos. If you go up here in the right-hand part of the screen and click the treasure chest icon, that's where you're going to get your free content that you got from clicking the link if you're a new sign-up. I'm on there as IV8888, so who knows? Maybe one of these days we'll start a clan or something, get on there and battle it out. Let me know if that's something you guys are interested in, and we can check it out and, uh, and take it on. But really great RPG. I'm addicted to it.
1: I just want to tell you guys about it. He plays this more than my son plays Fortnite.
0: Yes, and that, that's probably an unhealthy relationship between me and my phone. All right, so let's get into the nuts and bolts of the scribe a little bit. Um, it's pretty dangerous. Because what it deals with is bypassing the Electoral College. Uh, basically, what Northrum wants to do is rewrite and change the rules as he goes, right? And part of the way that he accomplishes that is by changing the rules in a way that favors the popular vote over the Electoral College. So what he wants to do is award Virginia's uh, votes... That normally would have to go through the electoral college. They want to award those votes to the popular vote of the state, and then bam, all of those votes go well, to no, whatever so side.
1: That's not quite accurate because uh, currently, uh, electoral votes on a state level in a presidential election, what happens is if the state if the state's popular vote was for one given candidate, all the electoral votes in that state go to that candidate. What this is referring to is the national popular vote. So. Whoever won the national popular vote, all 50 states' elector, uh, electors will go to that candidate instead of the, the, the state-level electoral college that we have now in the national elections. So that's more of what separates us from a pure democracy and makes us a republic. So basically, okay. uh, so I'm, I'm misunderstanding here mm-hmm. then. So
0: basically what we're looking at is if it's a nationwide popular vote, then it just
1: bypasses the Electoral College on all 50 state level completely. They're cha- Well, they're going to keep the Electoral College. That's what this is proposing is like, you know, join the national popular vote. So they're going to keep the electors, but they're just going to go to the national popular candidate. So it's going to be pure democracy and mob rule. Right. You know, instead of the organized system that it will sort of disorganized system, but more fair system that represents rural municipalities as well you know, as the large cities, because the national popular vote, it plays favor to the large cities and that population center there and that lifestyle and those morals and those values or lack thereof in some cases and pretty much ignores rural America, which is really the backbone of this country. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's been long sort of proven, right, that the left
0: In general, really hates the Electoral College because it does take away the ability for mob rule to take place and for true democracy to be able to say, all right, well, since we outnumber you, then you have to do whatever we want you to do. And that seems to be like the reoccurring theme with the left, right? They want you to do as they say and not as they do. And they want you to have no power to be able to speak out against them or or deal with with them directly In terms of policy or in terms of voting. And what essentially this does is renders the average Virginians vote completely obsolete because when you look at the electoral map or let's just say if you look at red counties versus blue counties in Virginia, there's an overwhelming majority of the counties are red still. So what it would basically say is, hey, all you red red counties, since you don't represent the majority of the population centers, as long as the national popular vote swings Democrat, then we're just going to give all our votes <clears throat> to Democrat regardless. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty dangerous, right? Same. Because that's what they want, because they want to be able to keep and hold power based mm-hmm. on population centers. The Democrats always push really hard to ensure that that happens through having large population centers. And it's so weird. It seems like the big cities...
1: Always vote blue. Always. I mean, it's it's just—it's just kind of part of it. I mean, you've got those large population centers. I mean, lifestyles are different in those population centers. Like, there's not as many people that are farmers, outdoorsmen. There's not as many uh, like gun owners that own a bunch of guns, have a place to shoot regularly. Um, You know, usually people are more confined and and things like that. uh, In in, space goes. They don't get out and do a bunch of things, whatever the case might be. And they have that kind of the heavy police presence in in the big cities a lot of times. So they feel more protected, like, oh, well, I don't need a gun because I've got police right around the corner, that sort of mentality. I I really don't know what it is either. I mean, I've never really looked too deep into it. I still can't quite figure out why that city mindset differs so much from the rural mindset. Like, why... If I was in a city, I I want a gun in the city. Like when I go to Atlanta, like I don't go to Atlanta without a firearm on my person. You That's know, right. I mean, I just can't think of anybody who wanted to live in a city like that where crime rates and everything are higher and not be armed and not have that sense of uh, self um, reliance and the ability to defend yourself and, and your self preservation. You know,
0: yeah, exactly. I mean, the electoral college it. is a is a distinctively unique system that we have set up, and it's a unique. System of checks and balances that they want to circumvent, um, and that check and balance is so that yes, some large population centers simply because a lot of people want to move to one area and say, "All right, well here we are, and this is our vote." It doesn't get to determine what all the rural people have to deal with too. So oftentimes you see this happening, and mm-hmm. not only Virginia but even in Georgia, right? Recently with our government, uh, with our governor's election that we had, we, we almost lost to Stacey Abrams by like 20,000 votes, right? But Stacey Abrams and all of her campaigning was saying, oh, well, we don't need farmers. What? <laughs> do, do you realize how many farmers there are in Georgia? Like, Do you really understand the state that you want to be the governor
1: of? As far as I know, you know agriculture is the top uh, grossing market in the state of Georgia and in many states. But I mean, it goes deeper than that. It's deeper than that
0: because what she's saying really is what what she's really saying is, don't I don't your- care about the needs of rural Georgians. I only care about the people in the city. And that's what this all comes down to, is when these Democrats are running, they're actually running for just the people that they feel like, oh, well, you're you're not their constituent. You didn't vote for them therefore they don't represent you but that's not true. When you're when you're voted in to government, okay, just because someone didn't vote for you, you're still their servant. You're still a public servant. You still have to answer your constituents. Mm-hmm. They become your constituents whether you like it or not. But the Democrat way of dealing with it is, oh, we'll sweep these people under the rug that didn't support us. And you know what? Since these people would never vote for us anyway, we're just going to factor them out of the equation. And they're not even a part of, mm-hmm. of the lifeblood of how we're going to dictate policy. Or not mm-hmm. dictate, but how we're going to you know, influence policy, mm-hmm. how we're going to try to draft laws, and all of these things. So that's the dangerous part of it, right? And mm-hmm. and it's not to say that both sides aren't guilty of that type of pandering. I get it. You pandered your constituency because of who supports you in your election. But it doesn't change the fact that you still have to represent those people. You're still their representative, whether you like it or not, especially someone like a governor, right? So when you look at these statewide elections and you look at the importance of the Electoral College, it is super important because it ensures that representation is equally factored in, Mm -hmm. not based on population centers, but based on... Actual landmass, mm-hmm. and it factors in more of the rural voice, there, which oftentimes gets drowned out mm-hmm. by the
1: cities. There, there's some other um, like pros and cons to each system. I mean, obviously, but the yeah. the big thing that we're discussing in this video is, you know, the benefits of the population centers being able to control the the vote more, and then rural America just pretty much not having any say anymore. Rural America becoming the the large minority, not not even party lines you know just rural america getting screwed and you being controlled by the cities you know and and all the power Um, They've achieved that power, and they want to keep that power. And by doing that, they want to rewrite the rules. They want to change Um, the
0: rules. They want to make up the rules as they go along, and they want to stack the deck in a way that helps them and benefits them moving forward. And that's a really cruel way to look at it, if you think about it. Like, how cruel can you be but to say, oh, well, here we are, given the public trust, and hey, oh, all you rural Virginians, by the way, we're going to take your guns and... Your voice isn't going to matter come election time because we're just going to use whatever the national popular vote is to determine where our votes go for the presidency. That's pretty cruel.
1: That's cruel. Yeah, going back to Stacey Abrams, something I was thinking about was, I've, you know, her comments about Georgia farmers was just dumb, ignorant, very, and it's it ignorant. just makes me think that she's one of those those idiotic people that thinks that your food comes from the grocery store. <laughs> I mean, because people really think this. They look at meat. They look at cereal. They look at vegetables, and they think, oh, I'm just going to go to the grocery store and get me some broccoli. No, no mind to where it had to come from. Yeah, it like, had to work for pro- it. Product of California, like, I, wait a minute, this is Georgia.
0: So, hmm? Someone that runs in Georgia and says... That they that we don't need farmers and that they they're an irrelevant part of our economy is obviously somebody doesn't understand what's good for Georgia. Now this gun gripe is not about Georgia. This gun gripe is about Virginia. Mm-hmm. But that same
1: type of elitist attitude <clears throat> is what they're trying to apply to everybody in Virginia. So right now uh, it's this this article here. Okay, it states that if the bill signed into law by Democratic Governor Ralph Northam. Uh, uh, Virginia would join 15 states and the uh, District of Columbia in agreement to have their electors cast their ballots for the presidential candidate who gains the most popular votes nationwide instead of a statewide winner. Now, I'm wondering if, let's see, I'm wondering.
0: Sorry, I'm if, playing, raid. Uh, it's okay. talking.
1: I wonder if um, if this is going to have to be one of those deals where like all 50 states are going to have to get on board with it or it's just going to be ignored pretty much on a national level. I'm curious about that. But the, the big thing with this is... It's the intent. The, the big thing with this is it goes back to 2016, okay? Hillary versus Trump. You know, Hillary won the national popular vote, okay, by a small margin. Guess what? Trump won the Electoral College, which better represents the entire country as a whole. Right. So he became the president of the United States. Liberals, progressives, Democrats, whatever you want to call them, the left, the blues, whatever. They were pissed off pissed. They and absolutely had in their mind when that
0: they had it bought off. They knew they had it. They they just she she thought she had
1: it so much <laughs> that she didn't even prepare a concession but, speech. But uh oh god, it is it was so dumb to watch all that, but you know, it's just this it, it it's reminiscent to me of like a child pitching a fit because they can't have something that they want. And Stacey Abrams did the same thing. She did. She never conceded. She She never said, hey,
0: good job, good luck.
1: Nope, screw you. But no, I don't want to restart my computer. Stop. But, (laughs) you know, it's dumb. It's just, okay, we lost so we've got to fix the system so we make sure that we win and we keep winning. That's the mentality. But, you know, the, the thing is there's corruption on both sides of the aisle. Oh, yeah. And we see it all the time. But you see a hell of a lot more of it on the Democrats and the progressives and that, that side. I'm not calling out everybody who might hold true to some of those values. That's fine. You might be a liberal gun owner. Good for you, okay? Fine and dandy. But the thing is, if you're a liberal gun owner and you vote for somebody like Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders or uh, Pete Buttigieg or Hillary Clinton or Dianne Feinstein, what do you do? You, what? No. 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 It doesn't make sense. But
0: we want this video is somewhat gun-related. I know this is outside of the vein of a normal gun gripe, but it is important for us to make this video because it shows the clear disdain for checks and balances. Mm -hmm. It shows their true intent, which is really just power, and using whatever mechanisms uh, that are available to them to achieve and keep that power. Mm -hmm. And it also shows that your voice does not matter to them. Mm -hmm. Okay, so whether you're going to a rally and, and and showing your, you know, distaste for gun legislation or whether you obviously have certain feelings about other aspects of how the government's ran in that state, what they're basically trying to say is not only do we want to take your guns and make you irrelevant in that regard, but we want to actually make your vote irrelevant as well. We want to completely bypass your ability uh, to voice your opinion and to let your voice be heard. So that's scary, right? The left has proven time and time again – That this really all is about control. Yep. It has nothing to do with what's good or wholesome or right or what's constitutionally valid. It doesn't have to do with what is within the bounds of checks and balances and how we run our country. And the tried and true system that actually takes everyone's voice Mm -hmm. into account, it all has to do with removing all of that so they can create their own system where they get to write all the rules, make all the rules, and make up every single thing as they go along and make it to where your voice. Doesn't matter. It's literally, you're just just a blip on the map out in rural, wherever, and you're irrelevant. You're not in our city. You're not within our lifeblood, our society. Mm -hmm. They're literally writing off people that are not within their immediate society. And we've seen that happening a heck of a lot. I mean, especially with Stacey Abrams' comments. It's happened all over the country right now. These states' battles are super important for gun rights, but... Also, pay attention
1: to things like HP 177. That's some scary stuff because it really shows their true colors. So when this bill was in committee, uh, it actually did not pass initially in uh, in like kind of a a test vote, I guess is what you would call it. But then there were two Democrats on the panel that actually switched their uh, vote and put it over the top so it got through the committee that it was on, so now it's going to go to the House for a vote, for a full vote. And then it'll move on to the Senate and everything, and we'll see what happens with it there in Virginia. But this kind of crap is going on all over the place, you know, and it's just a power grab, like Eric said, and it's just a temper tantrum because we didn't get what we want, so we're going to change the rules so we make sure we get what we want in the future. That's all it is. And it's just absolutely ridiculous that it goes against everything that this country was founded on. And I'm not going to say that right, the, the two-party system, we say it all the time, the two-party system is definitely flawed, okay? But guess what? It's what we live under. I'd love to see a, a really serious libertarian come to power. I'd love or to good able, independent. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to vote third party, and it actually means something. Now, there's argument that, uh, that with the popular vote system in a... Uh, aside from the Electoral College, okay, if it was a popular vote system, pure democracy, or that a third party would be able to rise. But who's to say that third party wouldn't be uber-progressives, like the likes of uh, Ocasio-Cortez, you know, with the Green New Deal, or Bernie Sanders with free education and free health care and free this and free that for everybody. You know, who's to say that a party wouldn't develop around that line and pretty much take everything over and then backfire? Nobody wants that crap. I mean, I'd love to see an independent office, but Bernie Sanders is an independent, but look at him. Look at his stance on things. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, that, that's you know, a good way to name? get
0: yourself a, a $30 gallon of gas and a Dude. $40 gallon of milk and a $50 uh, a loaf of bread. Let's see. Okay. Where's Where's Venezuela? Oh, uh, right. Oh, wait a minute. That's the U.S. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's food for thought. That's what we wanted to describe to be. So, guys... Um, Take it for what you will, but definitely contact all your reps mm-hmm. and make sure that they oppose HB 177. It's a super Mm-mm. crappy piece of legislation. It goes beyond gun rights because it takes your voice away completely. And it, it basically takes away your, your vote, right? And, and that's scary mm-hmm. when... A government is comprised of people who no longer represent the people, who no longer truly care about the needs of all the people, only the people that they truly care about, their, their mega constituents and their little you know, sanctuary areas that they create. Mm-hmm. That's scary. We can't allow that to happen. It goes completely against the checks and balances and against what our founding fathers wanted for this country. Yeah. So, Guys, Indeed. thank you for watching today's video. Um, I want to take a moment to thank all of our Patreon supporters, Those of you who purchased man cans, those of you who purchased t-shirts over on Ballistic Inc., thank you so much for the support. If you see value in what we do and uh, you wish to support us, those are the most direct ways you can do so. Uh, Thank you guys very much. We'll see you uh, in a future video. Many more on the way. We'll see you soon. Take care, guys.